welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime or bath time or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories. Hi. Hi. Hi guys. How did you How did we know we were How did we both say hi at the same time? <laughs> Cuz we always do that. We saw each we other. We usually always say like welcome. Welcome. Like after we both say hi, we looked at each other like <laughs> Guys, welcome back to another episode of Sleepyhead Stories. And in the intro, if you noticed, we had another submission of someone reciting our intro. Mm-hmm. And guys, that came all the way from New Zealand. Right. New Zealand, which is down by Australia on the other side of the world. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Crazy. And that was Natalie. Wait. Na- Yes. So if they're on the other side of the world, mm-hmm. then that must mean like whenever we do episodes and it's day, it's night for them. So that's perfect. Yes, perfect. That was Natalie, guys. They her mommy wrote, reached out to us, her mommy Haley, and said that they are the number one fans in New Zealand. So thank you so much, Haley and Natalie. Um, also, we gave Natalie a shout out all the way back in 2019 in the Tale of Benjamin Bunny episode. So thank you, Natalie, who is now nine years old, for listening all these years. We appreciate it. And we also want to say hi to our little sisters, Violet and Eve. Hi, guys. So we got some new listeners. They're probably, they're probably like, listening to us right now, like, screaming. <laughs> Yay! Oh, my God! So thank you so much, Natalie. You did a great job recording the intro. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Wait. What? Before we end it, oh. um, in the next episode, yes, I want almost everyone to shout out us and ask us, or like, you know what I mean, like send us letters and and, and tell us if they live like in New Jersey or not. Everyone that lives in New Jersey that listens to our podcast, they can send us like okay, um, a letter and we'll give them a podcast. A, a shout, shout out. out. Conchetta's on a mission to find New Jersey listeners, guys. <laughs> Because we don't have many, and that's where we're from. We have people from all over the world, like New Zealand, but not where we're from. So if you're from New Jersey and you're listening. We'll give you a big shout-out. We'll give you a big shout-out. Please reach out to us. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you there's so much, Natalie. There's probably a bunch of people that, like, there's probably, like, one person in New Jersey just sitting there on the computer like Yeah, probably. But I'm in New Jersey. <laughs> all right, guys. Hang in there. This week, we are celebrating something that we call Christmas in July. You might see it here and there when you go into a store or on television or wherever. And it's basically half a year until Christmas time. So the exact amount of time until Christmas. Let's look it up. When is, or let's let's Google how many days until Christmas 
158 days. Very good. 158 days until Christmas. So, how many hours till Christmas? Oh my gosh. How many minutes till Christmas? Look at all these. How many seconds? I need to know this information. How many seconds? No, 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 just do. How many many hours? hours? Okay. Probably like. Whoa. 3,784 hours. Oh, and look how many minutes. 227,000, no, 227,000, 100,000 minutes. Look how many seconds, 13 million seconds, 158 sleeps, four hours. Wow, that really breaks it down, guys. So, yeah, we have 158 days till Christmas. It's just about halfway through the year, so we thought we'd enjoy Christmas in July. And I'm going to be reading The Nutcracker, which is one of our favorite Christmas stories in this house. So we hope you enjoy. We hope you're having a great summer. At the moment, we are in the middle of a heat wave here in the United States, and it's super, super hot, and we'll be swimming later, but we'll be listening to The Nutcracker also. So it's a nice um, balance. Christmas in July, heat wave. (laughs) Jed is looking at me like I'm crazy. All right, you ready? Listen to the Nutcracker? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, here it is. The Nutcracker. Illustrated by Valeria Del Campo. Based on the New York City Ballet production of George Balanchine's The Nutcracker. It was Christmas Eve at the Stahlbaum's house, and like children everywhere, Marie and Fritz were so excited that they could feel their toes tingle. Their parents were decorating the Christmas tree before the big holiday party, and Marie and Fritz were not allowed into the great room until it was done. They jostled each other to sneak a peek at the glittering tree through the keyhole. At last, the guests arrived, and the doors were thrown open. Let the party begin, everyone cried as they joyfully filled the festive room. The children danced and played, and everyone was merry, until the lights flickered and the room grew dark. A mysterious man with a young boy entered from the shadows. The man was dressed all in black, with a huge fluttering cape, The children scurried to hide behind their parents just as he paused and flung back his cape over his shoulder. Oh, there was nothing to fear. It was just Herr Drosselmeyer, Marie's beloved godfather. Marie flew into his arms for a hug and shyly met his young nephew. Herr Drosselmeyer was a toy inventor and a visit from him was always full of surprises. The curious children, their eyes full of wonder, gathered around three huge boxes he had brought with him. Suddenly, the boxes sprang open and out leaped one life-size doll, then another, and then another. The dolls danced for the delighted crowd. As the celebration continued, Herr Drosselmeyer beckoned to Marie. He had a special gift for her, a nutcracker. The Nutcracker was dressed as a handsome soldier with a white beard. Herr Drosselmeyer showed Marie how the Nutcracker could open and snap his mouth to crack nuts for everyone. Crack, crack. 
Marie was enjoying cracking nuts and passing them out to the children when suddenly jealous Fritz swooped in and snatched the nutcracker from her. He swung it around the room and smashed it down on the floor with a loud bang. Marie burst into tears. Her beloved nutcracker was broken. But Herr Drosselmeyer knew just how to fix the nutcracker. He tied a scarf around the nutcracker's head like a bandage and handed him back to Marie. She cradled him in her arms. Then, Herr Drosselmeyer's nephew gave Marie a tiny bed that was the perfect size for a nutcracker, and Marie nestled him in to rest. The party was coming to a close, and everyone joined in for one last grand dance. When the music ended, the guests bundled up and made their way out into the frosty night. Marie waved goodbye to her dear godfather and his handsome nephew. It had been a long evening, and it was time for bed. During the night, Marie awoke, remembering that the Nutcracker was alone downstairs in his little bed. She ran down to scoop him up. With the Nutcracker safely in her arms, she curled up on the sofa and drifted back to sleep in the soft glow of the Christmas tree. She hadn't been asleep for long when Herr Drosselmeyer slipped back into the house to properly fix the Nutcracker. He gently slid him out of Marie's arms, repairing him under the light of the moon, and disappeared into the darkness. But then, strange things began to happen. At the stroke of midnight, Marie was pulled from her sleep by the clock's chimes. She rubbed her eyes in surprise. Great big mice appeared from the shadows and began to scurry across the room. With a rumble and a shake, the tree began to grow before her eyes. The lights were flashing brightly as it rose higher and higher. Marie had never seen anything so big. Then, Fritz's toy soldiers sprang to life. They marched into a battle with the mice. The mice were led by the fierce and terrible Mouse King, who wore a shiny crown on his head. Then, the Nutcracker himself came to life, growing until he was the size of Marie. His bed, now huge, spun around and around. The Nutcracker leaped out of bed and led the battle against the mice. The Mouse King towered over the Nutcracker, taunting him, when a quick-thinking Marie threw her slipper and it landed on the King's head. He turned to look away, and the Nutcracker toppled over him. The Nutcrackers triumphantly claimed the Mouse King's crown in victory. In that very moment, the ancient spell that had been cast on the Nutcracker was broken. He transformed into a handsome prince who looked very much like Herr Drosselmeyer's nephew. The prince gallantly placed the crown on top of Marie's head and led her by hand into the starry night beyond her house and deep into the forest toward the Christmas star. Snow began to fall and the glistening flakes began to dance. The prince took Marie on a fantastic journey. They boarded a cozy walnut boat and sailed into the night, soon landing in an enchanted kingdom called the Land of Sweets. 
The Land of Sweets was a magical place filled with candy drippings and icing and magnificent, delicious colors as far as the eye could see. News of their arrival traveled fast, and Marie and the prince were greeted by the Sugar Plum Fairy, who reigned over the land. She welcomed them with a curtsy, and with the wave of her sparkly wand, a host of delights from her kingdom appeared before them. The prince told the story of their great battle with the Mouse King. Oh, you are both very brave, said the Sugar Plum Fairy. Then she invited them to settle to celebrate by settling in two magnificent candy thrones. The Sugar Plum Fairy summoned everyone in the Land of Sweets to dance for the Prince and Marie in honor of their victory. First, they were delighted by a dance of Spanish hot chocolate, heralded by the call of trumpets and snapping fingers. Next came the mysterious Arabian coffee dance that ended with the tinkling of tiny cymbals, giving way to the explosive leaps and turns of Chinese tea. Then jumping candy canes emerged, leaping high into the air and dancing through hoops. What would come after candy canes? Marzipan shepherdesses stepping out, tiptoeing delicately while they play their flutes. The biggest surprise of all was the gigantic Mother Ginger who swaggered before them. All of a sudden, eight tiny clowns called Polly Chanel's sprang out from beneath her shirt and danced to the rhythm of her tambourine. As Mother Ginger scooted her children off, a garden of flowers appeared. Amid the blooms was the shimmering dewdrop fairy. With each step, she brought every single petal to life in blossoming swirls of pink. Finally, the regal sugar plum fairy returned with her noble cavalier. They floated gracefully about, and then she spun faster and faster before leaping into his arms. It was all so deliciously marvelous. With another wave of her wand, the Sugar Plum Fairy summoned her whole kingdom for a joyous farewell celebration. As much as they wanted to stay, it was time for Marie and Prince to leave the Land of Sweets and return home to their families. As the lovely soft snow continued to fall, they climbed into a beautiful sleigh pulled by magical reindeer. Marie and the prince turned to wave goodbye to their new friends as they rose higher and higher into the sky, away from their sweet celebration and into the starry night. The end. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this rendition of the Nutcracker, and I hope you try to see the ballet if you haven't already. It really is truly special, and it's a great tradition to have around this time of year. We wish you all a good night or a good day, and we will talk to you in the next episode.
Guys, thank you for listening to this episode of Sleepyhead Stories. Make sure to share us with your friends if you enjoy us. Let them know that we're available on all major podcast streaming platforms and some smaller ones as well. Remember to send in those shout outs and thanks for listening.